Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ with our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today.
Friends, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is a joyous day as it is the third Sunday of Advent and also Confirmation Sunday as we celebrate the joining of our 10 newest members of the church. Let us pray. God, today we are reminded that you came to us as a person and a vulnerable child. Help us today to be your people right here, right now. Amen. Abigail and I talked a lot about in confirmation uh, was that you don't have to have all the right answers. You don't have to have a PhD in theology. You don't have to know what you're talking about all the time, but we do have to be honest. We have to be real, real with God, real with one another, and real with ourselves. So let us now take this time to be real, confessing our sins the way we fall short of the goodness that God has called us to saying together the prayer of admission found in your program. Let us pray. 
Loving God, we don't love like we should. We don't listen like we should. We choose to spread hatred and gossip. Our impatience makes us blind to the miracles happening all around us. Help us to be present. Help us to be peacemakers in a world that so desperately needs your peace. And hear us now as we pray together silently. Friends, hear the good news. There's nothing that we can do to make God love us anymore. And there's nothing that we can do to make God love us any less. We are forgiven. Call to try again and call to forgive one another. Let us live in peace with God and with one another. Hallelujah. Amen. Christmas Eve is coming up. And uh, we're going to have one service here at 6 p.m. And we'll have chairs inside and we'll have chairs outside under some twinkly lights. And the stage doors will be open so there'll be plenty of space to spread out. So we invite you to bring, bring your friends, bring your family that's visiting from out of town. Um, invite your neighborhood. Just we're excited to be together this year. We continue our sermon series called What the Future Holds. In line with our 10-year anniversary, each week we lift up a value in our church, something that you can look around and see. And then as we live into our values together, we live our vision, which is to be a glimpse of the kingdom right here, right now. Our scripture reading today comes from Isaiah, chapter 52, verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, 
who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. How beautiful are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. Did you know that the gospel moves through our feet? The gospel moves through the pitter-patter of first steps and the slow rhythm of cane, shuffle, cane. The staggering but persistent cadence of hope The gospel moves through our feet because the feet draw us near one another and we've got to get near one another to tell and receive the good news of God. We are the ones announcing God's peace. We are the ones announcing good news to the nation of Zion. We are the ones shouting, your God reigns. Feet are pretty remarkable and that they carry us. And the feet of those who heard these first words from the prophet Isaiah, they were dusty from the dry mountain dirt. And some of the feet were bandaged and some were bleeding. And to these feet, the prophet declares beauty. Not by the way they look, but by the purpose they serve, carrying the message. They carry the message to a weary world who then rejoices. Our feet carry the gospel. I had the distinct honor of hanging out with the Confirmands last week. The elders were invited to hear these carefully crafted words of faith, which is like a really intimate and holy experience. What we ask of these 14, 16, 17-year-olds is incredible. I mean, when was the last time you were asked to write down what you believe and then to say it out loud to strangers? These confirmands, they shared their faith so eloquently from iPhone notes and from their journals. And my favorite, my favorite was the confirmand who pulled this crumpled piece of notebook paper out of his pocket. And And opening it, he said, well, my mom took my Bible and it had my notes in it and she's not answering her phone. So this is the best I could do. And I smiled thinking, that is the most downtown church thing ever. (laughs) And then my jaw dropped when he read his first line, scribbled, I don't know how many minutes before, I believe Jesus represents hope. How beautiful are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. Yes, I thought that rings true. Yes, Jesus brings hope. So this message is carried in feet covered by fly Air Jordans. 
and flip-flops and these fuzzy slipper things that the confirmands tell me are outdoor shoes. How beautiful are the feet of the messenger carrying good news. Real, flawed, inspired, hope-filled people, anyone bold enough to proclaim hope, salvation, peace. I sat in wonder as these confirmands told us that the hardest part of writing this faith statement is that Pastor Lucas required that it be true. That felt big, they said. They said, sure, I can write down what I think is true, but how am I supposed to know what's gonna be true to these elders receiving my words? How am I supposed to know what is true, like truth universal? That feels too big. I soaked in their questions, their desire to know exactly what it means that they are signing up for, becoming a confirmed member of the church. And they were tentative, like tentatively eager to make this commitment. For no doubt they carried the message of good news in their own uniquely beautiful way, but they were nervous to take on all the complications and the messiness that is church. One said to me, I don't even have my permit yet. And you're telling me that I am the church? Yes, you are the church. Already, you are the church, pointing us towards issues that matter to you, sharing your vulnerabilities when you fall to your knees, asking for Jesus' help, letting us know that you come to church because you feel safe here and because you know that your friends are welcome. People are value of this church because it is through people like these confirmands that we transfer God's good news. And beyond seeing the confirmands before you later in this service, you can see that we value people by looking at where our dollars go. One critique I've heard when people look at our operating budget is that 75% goes to staff. We hear the same question over and over again. Why doesn't the church put more money towards external missions? And y'all, I had the same question when I came on board. And here's what I love about questions. They stir up this dialogue where we get to discuss what matters to us. And and there are various answers to this question, but my, my favorite, the one I found particularly inspiring was this one. We invest in people because people are our ministry. People are our outreach. People carry gospel truth. So no, we don't skimp by or try to pay the lowest we can so that we look better on paper to you by writing big checks to charities. We're hoping that you're writing those checks to the nonprofits that make your heart go pitter-patter directly. What we promise to do is to care for people as best we can to lean into relationships so that we know when needs arise and that we can be there for one another. And our each other has to always be expanding. Your friends become our friends, our friends become your friends. That's how church works, y'all, through people. A few weeks ago, a church member reached out to me 
She and her family, they wanted to assist one of her kids' teachers. You see, this teacher had moved in with somebody and uh, was abused by that person or it ended up in a bad situation with this apartment and an eviction notice on their door. So this church member calls me as she's on her way to the ATM to help this teacher out and she asked me, she said, hey, just got an idea. Do you think the church would wanna do this with me? She said, I'd love for this teacher to know that not only do we see her and care about her, but this entire church does. I said, yes, how can we help? The message of good news, y'all, it's carried in people, your friends becoming our friends, our friends becoming yours. In the kingdom, God depends on us to carry the message of good news to each other. The gospel moves through our feet and our actions and our words, which gets tricky like the game of telephone because sometimes we get our words mixed up. Sometimes in translation, God's original message can go kind of squirrely and eventually we take notice or more likely our confirmands take notice. And they point out to us what in the church doesn't add up quite right. They point out to us when something goes sideways in our teachings or something doesn't ring quite true and it's out of their curiosity that our faith expands. Faith is explored, it's challenged, it grows. It reminds me of a granddaughter sitting at a table with her grandmother realizing that it's her grandmother who taught her faith. And trusting that her grandmother will be honest with her, the granddaughter lets loose poking holes in the faith, asking all the questions that no one else will let her. She lets out her frustrations with the people who bear Christ into the world, how flawed we are with our expression of the truth, how we hurt one another in real ways, and how the people we look up to most, the people we see as the most Christ-following always let us down. Y'all, it's the role of the granddaughter to poke holes in the faith the grandmother shares. And it is the role of the grandmother to share the story anyway. Because she's learned with the graying of eyebrows and the wrinkling of hands that it doesn't have to all add up all the time. That God's grace through our, goes through our mixed up translations that good news still gets shared even when the people are flawed. I still stand in the granddaughter's shoes most days questioning why God would entrust such truth, the kingdom, with flawed humans like us. And then I hear my own grandmother's voice reassuring me that there is enough good to keep going to keep moving our feet in that staggering, persistent cadence of hope, to move good news to the people and the places where fear dominates and pain thrives. We can be the feet of the messenger bringing good news. We can bring God's message of salvation. We can bring God's message of peace. And it's not fake peace. Not like when we put on our Christmas dresses and our button-ups and we take 83 pictures to make it look just right that we love each other so much and we always live at peace. No, it's real peace. 
Peace where victims are protected. Peace where predators are held accountable. Peace where individuals have boundaries around their bodies and their emotions and their minds that create space for their flourishing. Peace that is full to the brim with love and empathy and space for us to be who we are, how we need to be. This sermon series is all about the inbreaking of God's kingdom right here, right now, and how we, downtown church, serve as part of that work. We are part. It is God's work. We are not the savior. We are not the message. We are not the hope. We are too flawed for that. We are the ones carrying the gospel in our bodies and in our voices and in our actions. We are the ones pointing each other beyond our brokenness or perhaps through it to Jesus who is the only one who knows our unique sufferings, who is the only one who can proclaim true peace in a way we are desperate to receive. We are the ones carrying the message, carrying the truth of Jesus, proclaiming hope in the weary world. Thanks be to God. There's a hole in my heart I've been hiding. I've been strong for so long that I'm blind. Is there a place I can go where the lonely river flows where fear
Wow, thank y'all. That was beautiful. At this time, I would invite the 10 confirmands to come forward and join Don, Abigail, Frank, and I on stage. Also say that a few confirmation sessions ago, we were talking about things that we liked about downtown church. And one of the confirmands said that, I like that there's no dress code. You can wear what you want. And another confirmand said, well, why don't we all wear Hawaiian shirts for Confirmation Sunday? Another confirmand said, my mom would never allow it. So obviously the moms won, um, but Abigail and I decided to continue with the theme. Lucas, the session of Downtown Church presents the following candidates to be confirmed as members of the church. Cole Glenn, Rachel Smith, L. Brewer, May Carson, Matthew Christian, Callie Doty, Logan Doty, Austin Ritchie, Michael Quinn, and Francis Hain. These confirmands are presented by the session for the reaffirmation of the baptismal covenant. They now desire to profess their faith and publicly to accept a greater responsibility in the life and mission of God's church. And we call it confirmation uh, because in our tradition we often practice an infant baptism. And that this time is the time for these young adults to decide if they want to confirm that baptism and become members of the church. And one of our confirmands, Rachel, uh, will receive the sacrament of baptism today. So now I invite Rachel to come forward to the baptismal font um, and Trina Randall and Kennedy Randall uh, to come and stand with Rachel. Remember the words of Jesus saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded you and remember I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. By water and by the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, the body of Christ, and we are joined in Christ's ministry of love and peace and justice. All right, Rachel, I got some questions for you. Rachel, do you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If so, say, I do. Relying on God's grace, do you promise to live the Christian faith and to embody, that, embody hearts of service and love? If so, say, I do. Now to the congregation. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ, do you promise to guide, support, and nurture Rachel? Through words and actions, with love and prayer, will you encourage her to know and follow Christ and empower her to be faithful, a faithful member of the church? If so, say, we do. We do. Rachel Smith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, uphold Rachel by your Holy Spirit. Give her the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of humility and laughter, the spirit of creativity and love, the spirit of joy, knowing that she is your image bearer, called to shed her uniquely beautiful light unto your world. Amen.
lot of water. A lot of water. I only get baptized once. You okay? (laughs) (laughs) Confirmands, we are excited. We are excited that you desire to declare your faith and to share with us in this common ministry. In baptism, you were joined to Christ and made members of his body and in the community of the people of God, you have learned of God's purpose for you and for all of creation. You have been nurtured at the table of our Lord and you have been called to witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You carry the message of hope within you. You are citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. All right, I have some questions for you. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? If so, say, I do. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If so, say, I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? Will you? Will you devote yourself to the church's teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers? Will you? Let's pray together, please. Our Heavenly Father, today at this holy time, we come to you with thanksgiving for these young women and men who have thoughtfully and diligently prepared themselves for new beginnings in their lives and in the life of your church. A thoughtful transformation from a faith of childlike simplicity to a lifelong adventure with you. Lord, your service servant, the Irish poet, John O'Donohue, composed what he called blessings for a new beginning. From these blessings, I, play, I pray this one for our newest members. In out-of-the-way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting to form until you were ready to emerge. Now you have stepped on to new ground. Your eyes young with energy and dream. Your destination is not clear. You can trust the promise of this opening. Awaken your spirit to adventure and soon you will be at home in a new rhythm for your soul senses the world that awaits you. Lord bless these new young members of our church Continue the good work you have begun in them. Send them forth by the power of your spirit to love and serve with joy. In the name of Jesus the Christ, amen. Amen. So now I'm going to do something that I didn't actually let the parents know before, but I'm going to invite the parents of these confirmands to come forward and lay hands on them. Um, so please come forward as we do our final prayer. Confirmands, you can kind of spread out a little bit. I know you guys were super excited about this part. <laughs> so the laying of hands is a practice that we do at ordination, um, and as today we are commissioning and confirming these confirmands, it's a reminder that we are all connected, that we all bear responsibility in caring for one another, and that the Holy Spirit, as Dawn said in her sermon, moves through people. So I invite us now all to pray together and pray for these confirmands. Let us pray.
O Lord, you came down as a person, and you created us in your image. God, uphold these confirmands with their joy, with their questions, with their insights, with their goofiness, with all the gifts you have given them to be this church. Daily increase in them your gifts of grace, the spirits of wisdom and insight, the spirit of resilience with the challenges that they face here today. God, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. God, equip them to be your church in a world that so desperately needs them. God, we know that the church changes every time someone joins, and for that, we rejoice. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, be with us all and be with these confirmands now and forever. Amen. Friends, these confirmands have expressed their intention to grow in the covenant God made with them in their baptism. They have professed their faith publicly to the session, and they are now received as members into the church. May the Spirit continue to strengthen and sustain you all. Alleluia. Amen. Now I'm about y'all to go sit down. So confirmands and their parents, y'all can return to your seat. As they are doing so, I invite us all to rise as we are about to affirm what we believe. And we will do that affirming through the words of the Apostles' Creed, which can be found in your program. So church, what is it that we believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
to Bethlehem and see Him whose birth the angels sing. Come adore on bed and me, Christ the Lord, the newborn King. Gloria in excelsis Deo. those carrying the message of good news, of peace, of salvation. Into the scariest places of our shared lives, into betrayal and deceit and injustice, we are called to move the message of hope. So as we go from this time of worship together, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of the Holy Spirit, may it be with you and with all those you love, and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.